The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. Thanks so much for being here and for listening today. Um, We've done some replays over the last couple weeks as I've been on holiday. I had a really nice break and went on some uh, adventures with my son, which was great fun. But I'm really glad to be back with Story Powered and and chatting with um, clever story people. I'm uh, in the midst of lining up new guests for the next few months. And um, I have to tell you, it's one of the most fun parts. No, I, I love all of the parts of doing the radio show. But what I really love is getting out there and seeing who's doing what in story. And let me tell you, like, honestly, you would think like it's a fairly new profession and it's a fairly new angle in terms of marketing and organizational development. But there are so many people out there working in story. It's awesome. So if you are um, a story professional and uh, you want to get on the radio and you want to come and have a conversation with me, please get in touch. My uh, my email is leanne at verygoodstories.com. And if you're not a story professional but you're looking for one, just go on LinkedIn and search story. There are so many great people out there. Really highly recommend it. It's, and it's great fun because people are, are working with story from all angles. It is so cool how much um, story is is uh, getting to be a real, really big part of business development and, and work with nonprofits too. So today we're going to focus on blogging and telling our stories with blogs. And my guest is Nicole, Nicole Bowdy from The Story Factor. And I'm really looking forward to talking to her in a bit. Um, but I want to say thank you to my guests in the replays in the last couple of weeks. Um, we listened to Annette Simmons and Karen Dietz. And both of them talked about influencing and building trust. And um, if you haven't uh, checked out Annette Simmons, her book is The Story Factor. And you can also read her, um, I think she's just done a new edition of Whoever Tells the Best Stories Wins. So check that out. And then you can also check out Karen Dietz's um business storytelling for dummies. So if you're just starting out and you're not sure whether this is for you or how to go about it, that's a really great book to check out too. Now, you also want to have a listen to their their shows. They're really good. So to listen to both of these top story gurus, you can uh, find them, if you haven't had a chance, you can find the shows on the Story Powered On Demand Library. But stay tuned with us for now because we're going to have a great show today and it will be useful for any entrepreneur or leader or practitioner wanting to connect with a wider audience. Um, But first, we're going to start with the story of the week. So this week, we're going to be talking about blogging, like I said, and telling your stories. And sometimes we worry about sharing our stories or our failures or vulnerabilities um, because we worry about being judged. And Nicole and I are going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but really, writing is exposing. It truly is. It's, it's exposing. So blogging, 
um, when you're writing every single week can feel, and sometimes more than once a week, you can feel very exposing if we do it well. I'm going to argue, and if we do it often. So I want to share a blog from somebody who's had huge success with blogging. Uh, Chris Brogan is one of the few business folk I follow online, and you'll see why when you hear his blog. He's a great example of someone who's not afraid to share his stories and has had huge success because of it. He's got 315,000 Twitter followers, 12,000 in his Facebook group, and many, many hundreds are doing his courses on how to run an online business currently. I'm one of them. I've, I've, um, I've taken up some of his courses and really enjoy them. But blogging is where Chris has really um, shined, and um, I'm going to read one of his blogs today, which talks about competitive advantage. So this is Chris Brogan. I'm sprawled out on my bed writing to you. My son is reading a copy of Retro Gamer and my daughter is playing Splatoon. It's a Wii game that your kid probably wants. Lately, I've been thinking about this blog, about you, about my business and what I stand for. That kind of stuff. The biggest competitive I have, advantage I have is openness and honesty. But that sounds like I'm trying to be virtuous. I'm not. I just think it's easier, better, faster to just tell you what I think and feel instead of worrying. People tend to worry. What if I sound dumb? What if people disagree with me? What if I'm wrong? Maybe you worry about that. I sound dumb often. People disagree with me often. I'm wrong often. Guess what happens? Not a lot. I just keep doing what I do. The best motives to have. The opposite of ulterior motives are overt motives. Those are the best kind to have. When I tell someone, hey, I'd love to interview, interview you because I think you're interesting. I mean, hey, I'd love to interview you because I think you're interesting. I don't mean... I can't wait to reap the rewards of having you on my show. In fact, I pretty much never use that mindset, what's in it for me. I don't do that because I'm somehow great or think I'm all that special. I do it because I've come to learn through practice that serving others makes me more money. Yep, I run a business. I need to make money. I have employees who count on me for salary and I pay child support and alimony. Plus, I need money for me. Eating food costs money. Gym memberships cost money. So being overt and telling people what I really want and what I really feel... That makes me money. The biggest energy crisis the world faces. I think the biggest problem with energy in this world comes from all the energy people expend trying to be something or someone they're not. They worry that if they don't try to be those things, they'll be left behind. That's a huge fear, evidently. Instead, I just act like me. You can meet me at a conference, in a coffee shop, or hang out with my kids somewhere around Boston. I'm the same guy. The only thing I do that's somewhat different is that when I'm on duty for some event, I try even harder to be more social. I'm an introvert, so I push harder to be more friendly. What if you tried that? What if you acted like you? What would change? More money, more energy. Man, sounds like a miracle drug. That's my biggest competitive advantage. So, being Chris Brogan is the biggest competitive advantage Chris Brogan has. And it's no different for you. And so I'm going to have a chat with Nicole today. We're going to talk about uh, blogging and about how you can be you and how you can share your stories more effectively. So Nicole is a writing coach, story strategist, and founder of The Story Factory. She's worked in marketing and publicity for Toronto's International Festival of Authors as a media trainer in Ghana and as a reporter of Canada's largest circulation daily newspaper, The Toronto Star. Based in Vancouver, Canada, she helps entrepreneurs from around the world become more confident writers and develop storytelling skills that take the pain out of marketing. And who does not want that? Because marketing can be painful. I'm so glad she's here to talk to us about this today. Nicole, welcome to Story Powered. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's it's great to have you, and it's it's great to have a fellow um, 
uh, used to be Torontonian, but also still Canadian on on the show. Yeah, I still feel like a Torontonian in my heart. So <laughs> you always, I think, I think it always stays. I think it always stays. Yeah. So, so tell us, what's your story? Well, um, as you mentioned in the lovely intro, I started my career actually as a reporter at the Toronto Star. Um, and that was a really amazing gig for an aspiring writer, as you can imagine. I, you know, I got a full-time permanent job in an industry somewhat under seas, and uh, I got to spend my days, you know, talking to interesting people and hearing their stories, and what could be better than that, right? Right, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it was so much fun, but I kind of, I felt this um, sort of inner conflict on that job where, you know, people would really open up to me. Um, they usually, I think I had an um, ability to kind of make people feel comfortable and relaxed. And so they would sort of, you know, tell me their story. And, um, and as much as I enjoyed that part, then I had to take the story and write it myself and sort of splash it across the country. <laughs> um, and the person was no longer involved in the process at that point. And it always made me uncomfortable. And I just, I really struggled with the, basically that, power, having that much power over how somebody's story is told. Um, And I think a lot of journalists are aware of that incredible power and responsibility and, you know, struggle with sort of how to navigate it. But it was particularly intense for me, I think. So I decided, you know, after a couple of years to strike out on my own and find my own way to to tell stories and to, to write and to help people tell their stories. So um, you know, a few years of experimenting brought me to where I am now, and I have my business called The Story Factory, and I basically work one-on-one with entrepreneurs and help them tell their stories, you know, in their own voice, help them become stronger, more confident writers so that they can tell their stories themselves. Oh, I love it. I love it. And and thanks for sharing that story about um, being a reporter, because I think a lot of people think it's a very, um, like, it's the, the thing to be. And for me, sometimes looking on, I find it hard because um, it, it news has changed anyway. So, you know, online, there's so much information kind of positioned as news but also even for um, papers like the Toronto Star they have to sell advertising they have a business context they're operating within so I can actually really imagine the conflict would be would be hard for sure yeah there's a lot of pressure um, commercial pressures and other pressures but also just like the simple uh, matter of of framing um, raises a lot of ethical questions right like when you tell your own story, you, you know, you have to decide what to leave in, what to leave out, um, sort of how you're going to present yourself. Um, you know, you think a little, you have the opportunity to think through how will this make me look, uh, how will this affect other people who may be in the story. You have kind of um, more of an opportunity to be sensitive and think through the repercussions of telling the story. But when you're a journalist telling a story for someone, um, you, well, really, you're, you're responsible ultimately to your reader first, um, not to the source. Like, you, you want to yes. be accurate, um, and you don't want to betray the source, but at the same time, you're trying to serve the public first. Um, so sometimes the sources get caught in the middle of that <laughs> and end up, you know, getting hurt, frankly, whether the reporter intends them to or not. So that is just um, it's a huge responsibility. And I'm really glad that there are so many smart and thoughtful people out there doing it, but I, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. And, and also, you know, it, it's, um, you know, the Toronto Star is a great paper and very responsible, but um, we and other countries have other papers that, that go for the... Um, 
the uh, readership and go for sometimes a little bit more of an extreme kind of reporting. So yeah. I, I imagine like sitting within a, a context, and again, there are some absolutely amazing journalists, and and yet we we get exposed to some pretty shady storytelling um, through some TV and some some journalism. So I, again, it's I think it's important for people to to understand the context from which news comes and that it's not all fact. Um, but it also shows the power of story because I think that um, you know uh, when journalisms tell great stories it really makes a huge impact and and when journalists tell stories that maybe aren't as as um, uh, well thought out in terms of impact for the person that they've sourced the story from that leads us in another direction so what do you think about that because you know when we talk about storytelling a lot of people think about journalism and they they experience news so how does that relate to being an entrepreneur and doing and blogging like how does how can you like uh, you don't have to be a journalist to to blog obviously but how can we as um, kind of people who experience the news in all its forms and think that's storytelling then translate mm-hmm. and look over at our blogs and kind of go oh like how how do how do we kind of move from one space to the other do you think? Well, I, you know, I think we're seeing this tremendous shift where you know now really anyone can write a blog post create a website, you know, write something on LinkedIn or Medium or wherever and hit publish and, and share their story, right? So we have this tremendous um, ability to get our own stories out there. Um, but then, you know, there's a the challenge of, you know, telling them well and making it worthwhile and, and making sure that they're heard. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of that takes experience and practice and, and persistence and commitment to developing your voice and building that confidence um, and, you know, having a sense of what you're trying to do, like what, what's the ultimate objective here? What are you trying to, who are you trying to serve with what you're writing? Um, you know, thinking that through really can help you feel like there's a point to it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. Thank you. Now, in terms of your business, so, um, uh, I had, uh, I doubled in for a little while. I had a writing business too. And one of the things I found most fun was, um, helping people find their story because a lot of folks, um, don't know that the power of the stories they already have. And um, I'm just wondering as a, you know, in terms of going into that business and and starting to help people tell their stories and and help them write uh, more effectively, what's that been like for you? Yeah, that's one of the best parts for sure. Um, I find that most people, they basically just know too much. Um, They know everything that's (laughs) ever happened to them um, and how it fits into everything else that happened, everything that happened after that. And so when they try to tell their own stories, they feel totally overwhelmed and they just can't decide what to say and what to leave out, basically. Um, You know, you can't tell the whole story. That's not how storytelling works, right? Storytelling is not um, just a sort of running through step-by-step every event and occurrence. (laughs) It's really finding a story arc and pulling out the most pertinent points that kind of build some momentum, get some curiosity going, you know, and have people understand what's at stake so they're interested to hear how the story ends. So, you know, helping people um, choose the most interesting story to tell and what details need to be included is is such a fun process for me. I really enjoy it. And I think for people, um, you know, on the other end, it's very... um, it's just a huge weight off their shoulders because, like you said, it was there all along. <laughs> they just needed the help looking at it in a different way. 
And uh, once they know that, they can use it not just in their own writing, not on their, just on their websites, but even in, you know, talking about themselves and their businesses. So it's, it's yeah. really uh, great to be able to help people with that. Yeah, I'd love that too, even as, as a story coach now, that's uh, one of my, you know, it's, it's really a great ability to be able to help somebody kind of wade through their, you know, could be 40 or 50 years of stories and, and, and thousands and thousands of stories. But I, what I love too is, I don't know that you found this, but it's, we're, we're kind of conditioned around storytelling. And it, and it is funny because we do have many different kinds of stories coming at us all the time. But when we go to tell stories, we spend a lot of time in the chronology of it. So this happened, then that happened, then that happened, then this happened, then that happened, then she said, and then we did, and then this happened. And it's, it's, it's really, that's, part of the piece is, is getting folks out of that mode, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I sometimes use this as an example in my own workshops and things. The story I told when you asked me to introduce myself, um, you know, that's just one part of my story. And there's lots of things that happen before and after that, that are, you know, that are relevant and are related to what I'm doing now. But I chose the piece I told you because I've thought through, you know, like, what, what's the message there? I'm telling you something about my values, about my personality, um, about my skills and expertise. Like, I, you know, I've thought through, you know, what impression I'm going to give by telling that snapshot and that, that yeah. sort of piece of my story. Um, and, you know, if, if I didn't do that, we would, I would still be, I would be at, you know, age 12 at this point and <laughs> the whole hour. And that would be awesome because you'd be moving really fast. Uh, I'd probably be at age four still uh, trying to... <laughs> But, and that's the thing though. And, and, you know, the other thing that I find fun is, and, and, you know, challenging too for folks is, is if I don't tell everything, then it's not true. I need to give mm-hmm. all the facts so that it's true. So people get really bogged down in, in truth and fact. And if, if we leave stuff out, then somehow I'm not, in, I'm not being honest. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally understand that impulse. Um, I think, though, that you have to consider, you know, that you're, you're telling a story ultimately um, in some kind of service. Like, you're trying to help people. Um, you're trying to make people feel understood, connect with them so you can work with them. You know, you, you're trying to reach someone here. So uh, you have to think that's, like, the greater good and, the, you know, the, the greater uh, goal is to try to bring those people in and have them understand you. So if you get bogged down in all of the facts and all the details, you're, you're going to just miss out on that, you know, more important objective. And, and also bore the heck out of your audience. Cause they That's really don't exactly, care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> they don't care. Now, including some detail is important to make it a story. Cause it's, again, we don't want to just list facts, but, um, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it's an in, it is interesting, and I, I find people are much more able to tell other people's so- stories more succinctly and picking the key pieces than they are their own. So I love that you brought that up because sometimes we don't talk about that, and um, that it is you know a challenge to kind of wade through all the stories that we have to find the most strategic, interesting story for your that current audience. That's a skill set and a practice. It, it just, it's not something that we're naturally talented at. No, absolutely. And I think you hit it exactly when you said, you know, we can tell other people's stories more easily. And, and that's because you don't have all the details, right? Um, and ideally, if you are telling your own story, I mean, talking through it with someone really can help you. Um, once you figure out that core story that you want to tell 
you you basically you make it easier for other people to tell it too, and that's really amazing, right? right? That's when your story starts to take on a life of its own. If it's easy for someone to understand, feel the power of that story, and then pass it on, you know, in the appropriate context, then um, that's yeah, amazing. That is definitely where the magic lives. That's for sure. So, um, mm-hmm. thank you, Nicole. You brought us to a nice break because I want you know for everybody to have ponder that because it is really the ability to share and be part of somebody's story that that is uh, what makes this tool so so powerful. So we're going to take a, a little break right now, and um, we'll be back after the break to talk about how to use those stories in your blogging and why blogging is still important, and and um, how to Nicole's going to give us some tips and strategies on on how to write great blogs so we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to story powered on the voice america business channel i'm liam pico your host and we'll be back soon when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com. Or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at VeryGoodStories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hey, welcome back to Story Powered with me, your host, Liam Pico. I'm chatting today with Nicole Bowdy, writing coach and owner of the Story Factory, 
uh, before the break, we were having a great chat and I really didn't want to stop because it's my favorite thing. We we're talking about helping people find their stories and, uh, and kind of, especially the core story and, and, uh, you know, in relation to the business and to the thing that they're trying to accomplish. And, uh, it's really quite a, a, a cool feeling when you help somebody, uh, find, find their story. And, um, we were just talking about in the break, how it's empowering when you, when you know what your story is and, and then you can just fly with it. So, um, so that was a really good precursor to talking about, um, in more detail about blogging because, um, in my view, whenever you write, whenever you share, and especially when you blog regularly, you're showing your story whether you're trying to or not. So um, <laughs> it's good to get ahead of that <laughs> if you can and know what your core story is. So, um, but I'm, I'm wondering, Nicole, like, you know, a lot of people have been talking about blogging and, and uh, people, you know, starting to say stuff like, um, oh, I don't want to blog anymore. It's not really doing anything for me. Um, other folks are saying blogging's dead. What do you think? Why mm-hmm. is blogging still important? Well, I still think it's the best way to sort of build that, you know, know, like, and trust factor um, with your audience over time. Um, It really gives you you a chance to show your reader, you know, what you're all about, what you believe in, um, you know, share some of your wisdom, and and sort of give them a little taste of what it might be like to work with you in some capacity in some future, um, you know, in in a sort of unintrusive, um, persistent way. And I don't really think that there's any, I mean, you can share some of the same kinds of content that you would on your blog on other, um, you know, outlets now. You can share it on LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, on, on sort of other blogging platforms, but it's still the same general idea, right? You're still, like, writing regularly, telling your story, finding little pieces of actionable advice that you can share for free as a way for people to get to know you and to start to trust you. And that's the case whether you're an entrepreneur or a big business, right? I mean, any level, any size business can still use blogging, and, it, and it's probably quite crucial for them. Absolutely, and I think especially if you um, are looking to work with people who you might not interact with in person, um, you know, between in the short term, um, if you're looking to find international clients, people you might work with remotely. Um, if you have a service-based business like mine, you know, it, I think then it's especially important because how, how do you get people to trust you if they can't even, you know, see your face and shake your hand? Well, that's why it's so important to do it regularly, too, so that you, you show that commitment to what you're doing and to, you know, and to your audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and life is different now, right? Like it used to be that we'd get the Sears catalog every month, and people would trust Sears, and so that's what they would do. People are actually shopping differently online. Um, so mm-hmm. whether it's a product or service, people are shopping, and they kind of know whether they want to purchase from you before they contact you, right? Like we're in a different buying cycle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I hope this is the right number, but I think it's seven times they say that you need to interact with a with a brand or a potential service provider seven times before you make a purchase. Um, it's something like that. But, you know, it takes quite a bit of, um, you, you want to have these little exchanges and you want to sort of crop up in different ways and, and sort of remind people that you're there, what you're all about, what you can do for them. Um, it does take some time to, to get them to the point where they're interested in reaching out. 
Yeah, definitely. And it reminds me of um, actually when you're dealing with kids and food and they say something like that seven times, you have to put food in front of kids seven times before they'll eat it. <laughs> so um, it's not worked for me around carrots with my <laughs> son. But, uh, but it's similar principles, right? It's kind of like I need to get to know you before I'm going to consume you uh, in the kid's uh, uh, perspective, but also in the buyer's perspective. It's kind of like, you know, what is this thing I've never seen before and, and why is it useful for me and why why should I try it out? Um, so now, in also in terms of blogging, so so one of the things that I've talked to my clients about, and I'm sure you have, and, and um, you know, that, that is one of the most challenging pieces around this is that, again, it used to be that you'd buy, like somebody would come to your store, they'd buy something or they'd phone you up for your service and they'd buy the service right now. And so now there is all that lead time. So if we have those seven times and, and you know, partly because we were in smaller communities and, you know, you walk by that place every day or whatever. Whereas mm-hmm. now, people have to invest time in their business ahead of the purchase, which is, and again, I don't know that that's different because people had to have overheads, you know, in terms of stores and, and offices and things like that. But online, we're investing time in doing that blog before we're seeing any financial return. And I think that that's yeah. the challenge. So what do, you, what do you say about that investment to folks when they get a little frustrated or kind of like, oh, I don't know, I've written like 18 blogs and I haven't got a customer yet? What would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, I would say, first of all, you want to make sure that you are writing to the right people. So you're, you're, providing, you're creating content that speaks to some of their pain points and needs that, you know, inspires the, the, the right audience um, because you can definitely spend a lot of time and energy blogging in a way that isn't going to be as useful. Um, so you want to be strategic about that. Um, and then I guess the other part would be, you know, what are you doing to reach out to that audience? Um, so, you know, the blogs themselves might not be the thing that brings people in to your community, but they are the thing that um, keeps them there, hopefully, and allows that relationship to continue to grow and, you know, blossom over time. So, you know, maybe you need to think about, you know, how can you reach out to broaden your audience? What can you do to bring people in? Um, and there's, you know, lots of things you can do um, in that respect, whether it's kind of creating some kind of valuable gift that you offer people to join your mailing list, um, something really exciting that they haven't seen before that gets them, you know, sharing it with their friends. That's a really great way to bring people into your community. Um, you know, you can try some guest posting and other media outlets to broaden your reach that way. Um, but I think, you know, if, if you're feeling like you're talking to yourself in a room, it's time to step out of your comfort zone again and reach a little bit further. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And some of, and that's, again, I mean, that's like, you know, that's partly why it's important sometimes to engage the services of someone like you, a writing coach who can actually, um, you know, assess the writing and assess the blogs and, and ask difficult questions, particularly about ideal clients. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I think that what I see over and over again is people who are um, they aren't putting themselves out there because they are, it's sort of a lack of confidence or they just, they aren't sure if what they're creating is good enough or if they're, I'm using air quotes, doing it right or, you know, all these sorts of questions. And I think the only way to, to get over that feeling so that you do take that next step is to, you know, get some feedback, um, you know, 
sort of hone your skills a little bit, tweak what you're doing, and 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 just know that you know if you keep down this path, it's just going to keep getting better. There's no quick fixes, right? You can't just become a better writer overnight. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Um, but if you just keep at it, you will definitely start to see that confidence grow and your reach broaden. Absolutely, those are great points. So. You know, the other thing that, um, so in terms of confidence, um, when you talk about that, because I think a lot of people, it is about the writing, you know, and so um, for people to gain confidence in their writing, I, I, I often hear people worrying about grammar and spelling. Now, I'm a grammar mm-hmm. nerd, and I think it's the most important thing in the entire universe to have good punctuation and great <laughs> spelling. Um, but, you know, I'm mm-hmm. focused on that because I write too. So, but for people who, where writing isn't their natural um, place, what do, you, what do you think about that? Hmm, that's a hard question. I, I mean, I'm sort of like you in that I, I am a stickler for Greek grammar, and I, you know, <laughs> not, I don't enjoy, but I, I like to be able to help my clients with that and save them from some embarrassing mistakes. Um, but at the same time, I mean, for better or worse, things are changing and, have, you know, have changed a lot. The sort of standards that people hold each other to um, online are slightly different than, you know, what you see in the national newspaper, for example. So I do see really successful entrepreneurs who maybe, you know, people I've even subscribed to and I get their emails and blogs on a regular basis who they don't use perfect grammar. <laughs> I notice things all the time. That drives me crazy. But um, what they're saying is still really valuable. And I still, they're not experts and they're not writing experts. They're telling me something else that I need to learn and want to learn and I trust them. So I'm able to see through some of that and um, and still just find their message and and, and really value what they have to say. So, you know, I don't think that grammar and spelling is is everything. It's an important piece. Um, it's something you want to figure out, especially if you, you know, see yourself as appealing to a kind of discerning client, someone who might be fussy like us. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not everything. And you can definitely be really successful blogging without getting it perfect. I agree. I completely agree. Now, I also think that, um, like you say, I mean, if you're wanting clients to, um, if they're discerning or if you're um, working with folks who are, if your business is in any, in any way related to, um, you know, how you come across in terms of your, how you're writing, you can always get extra help with that. And again, um, with entrepreneurs, yeah. there's, there's plenty of virtual assistants who will help you with that or just throw it, you know, grab a writing buddy. Um, or a coach uh, like yourself, but within organizations, within the bigger businesses and nonprofits, I honestly like it. It is a really um, key piece, I think, for um, people to take a collaborative approach to the blogging anyway, um, because you know they're collecting their stories from the rest of the organization, and then there's lots of folks who can help with um, grammar and spelling. So there's no it, there's no reason to not blog just because. Um, you're worried about your writing skills. Absolutely, yeah. And just as sort of a side note, the other important piece there is you, you also want to make sure that you're understood, right? So beyond just yeah. spelling and grammar, I'm That's thinking right. of some, yeah, especially if you work in a field that's somewhat technical or, you know, you're, you're getting people to write and blog for your organization who are experts in the subject, but they're maybe not extra communicators, you know, you really want to make sure you're sharing that content with each other so that, you know, it's, it's clear and easy to understand and make sure the message is getting across. So that's, I think, more important than spelling and grammar, but spelling and grammar is still very important. Absolutely. <laughs> no, clarity mm-hmm. is crucial. It is definitely crucial. Now let's get back to story and thinking about story because the thing is sometimes the clarity, um, so there's clear writing and I'm a big 
I can't stand. And please, everybody, don't drop big words in your blogs and don't drop big <laughs> words in your website content to, to look clever. We, you know, it doesn't help. It truly doesn't. And um, if you're confusing your audience, you're not, they're not going to buy. So just from two writers, clear writing, clear writing, clear writing. Can't say it more than that. Um, and then the other part of it is around looking at your story. And so, again, what we were talking about earlier, Nicole, what you were saying about, you know, knowing who your ideal client is. But then the piece is about what your core story is and what it is. And, whether again, whether you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, um, organization, what is your core story and how, Nicole, how do we take that and weave it into our blogging? Like, how do we make sure that we retain our core story through it? Like, no matter how many times we blog, um, what? how do we bring our stories in, our core story, and then how do we bring other stories in to support that core story? Hmm, okay, so I guess when it comes to your core story, you, I mean, you just want to remember those reference points, I guess, and try to work them in when you can. Um, you know, whether it's referring to some of your experience or the reason that you're doing what you're doing, um, and just some subtle ways, like those those don't need to be things that you hit people over the head with, um, but you just want to remember that that's kind of, you know, you, that's home for you, that's sort of your reference point, um, and, you're, and you're using those sort of little reminders to remind people where about where you're coming from and why you do what you do, um, kind of sprinkling them into your blog posts. Nice. Um, and then when it comes to using... Sorry? Nice. I really like that. I like the, that idea. I think that's great. Okay, great. Um, and then when it comes to other stories, I think, you know, there are things that happen to us every day that we can use in our blog posts. And um, it's really important to just make sure you take the opportunity to capture those, you know, ideas when they come to you. I really recommend um, people carrying a notebook with them or maybe using Evernote app on their phone or something like that. Um, and just, you know, when you when you have a little eureka moment, I guess, or you, a little life lesson happens to you, <clears throat> excuse me, and you think that it might connect back to something that your ideal clients are going through or, or working on, even if, you know, if the whole thing isn't sort of a self-contained story, but it's like an anecdote that connects, you know, through sort of theme or as a metaphor or something to something that your ideal client might be working through, you know, make sure you jot it down. Make sure you don't lose that idea, lose that spark when you have it because these things can be very fleeting. Um, you know, you can have a great idea one moment and it's gone a few hours later. So <clears throat> I really recommend, you know, keeping a running running tally of those things. Um, and, and I guess that, that part of that is also about moving through the world with sort of an open mind and a curious spirit um, to make sure that you are noticing things that happen. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The, the <laughs> curious spirit is is really great because it's also, so it's curious about our own stories and what's happening to us and referring back to the folks who we're trying to serve, but also curious about what people are experiencing so then we can frame our stories to address, like you say, their pain points. Or I often talk about joy points as well, like where are they trying to get to? And so how can you share a story that will help them get there or enable them to see a little bit of a glimpse on how to do that too? Um, so in terms of, um, so I, I wrote a recently, I've been uh, diligently up until the last couple of weeks anyway, <laughs> blogging. Mm -hmm. uh, so trying to take my own advice. It, it took a while for me to do that. I was advising everybody else to write all the time and, and yet I wasn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I felt bad about that. Um, but but it's funny because recently I I wrote a blog. Um, I'd hurt my back a little while ago, and I wrote a blog about my back. And it really, literally, it was it was one of those moments where I it was nothing. It was not about the audience. It was about I want to share this, and it went around, and I got like twenty one hundred um, reads in on LinkedIn in, in about like less than a week. Um, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I was like, well, that has absolutely nothing to do with my business <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> um, so we've got about a minute to break, so I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but I'm wondering about relevancy. So although mm-hmm. it was great, I don't know, maybe, maybe people like trust me more because I, you know, go through a similar experience. We, we all have back problems. I don't know. Um, but what mm-hmm. about relevancy? How can you make sure that the blogs that you're, you're writing are relevant to the people that you're trying to serve and to your overall goals? Yeah, well, um, I think it's important to think about, you know, what are you, what are you saying with the story? Is it, is it, is it a metaphor for something? Can you tie it back to what something your clients are working on or struggling with? I recently did a, a blog, wrote a blog post that was by most counts kind of ridiculous because I wrote about being afraid of needles. I have like a medical phobia right. <laughs> and, and how the things that I did to get over that phobia are also things that you can get over, use to get over other fears and, you know, about visibility and putting yourself out there in your business. And it seems a little far fetched, but I was really able to tie everything together. And I think then there's sort of a, um, you know, a playful, um, storytelling way to bring people in and sort of share some lessons and wisdom without being really sort of, um, you know, you know, patronizing, I guess, or like yeah. sort of, it's, it's a subtle way to help people understand the thing you're going through and kind of come to the same conclusions as you in their own way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Tying it in is the key. So there's, you have your story arc, you have your, your story on its own, but then tying it in, the tie in and how you tie it into a lesson that works for others. I, I can't even remember. I think I might have been on quite good painkillers at the time when I wrote the blog. <laughs> so I can't remember if I tied it in or whether I was just kind of like, I want to tell the world. Um, so anyway, we're going to yeah. go and take a break and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about blogging. And, and uh, Nicole's going to share some more strategies on how to how to um, get your blog post known or get your blogs better known and and continue on her her tips on on writing a great blog so now make sure you check out nicole's website it is storyfactory.ca and you can see how she can help you with her blogging your blogging and then also nicole has a summer blog blog uh, summer blog boost do you want to tell us a little bit about that nicole yeah sure an offer for you we always like offers yeah, yeah. So this is something, um, this is basically a chance to work one-on-one with me just for, it's for a single 90-minute session with some bells and whistles thrown in. So essentially, it's um, great for people who are maybe new to blogging, uh, not sure where to start with it, not sure what you're trying to do with it anyway, um, or people who've been blogging for a little while but are trying to, you know, broaden their reach, build their confidence, um, and, and really make a more serious go of it, maybe this you know, in the fall, and essentially we'll work together to figure out, you know, what you're doing well so far, what you can work on, maybe deal with some, you know, common grammatical issues if that's, you know, an issue for you, and then we'll get really strategic and come up with some, you know, some subjects you might want to write about, find those headlines, outline them, so it's really a chance to just sort of refresh um, your blog and sort of move forward with uh, more energy and focus. Nice, and what's your email address? It's Nicole at storyfactory.ca. Brilliant. Okay, so we'll hear more from Nicole and uh, talk blogging after the break. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead the Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello there. Welcome back to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, and I am chatting with Nicole Bowdy of the Story Factory. And before the break, we're having a great conversation. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's really useful. And again, you know, we talk about ideal client. We talk about um, clarity in, in our messaging. And those are two very important things. But the other piece that uh, Nicole was talking about, which is is pretty crucial on an ongoing basis, is about um tracking the stories that are coming to you about the people that um, that could relate well to the people you serve or things that are happening for you that you want to talk about and then tying it in to your business goals. So that is a really good recipe for great storytelling um, anywhere, but particularly when you're blogging and you only have, um, I mean, you would not, we can't write a whole book. So we need to have a, a quick story and a quick tie-in. So um, good points from Nicole before the break. And so, now, Nicole, let's talk about um, visibility because, again, you mm-hmm. mentioned something. You mentioned something earlier about about it, but um, yes, it, it, it's kind of the question is if I'm if you know it's kind of the <laughs> the tree fall if a tree <laughs> falls in the woods <laughs> kind yeah. of kind of feeling sometimes when you're blogging and just putting it out there, and you're kind of like if you're blogging and you feel like nobody's listening. Um, I, in my experience, it's not actually true. Um, you don't, we don't know whether people are listening. Sometimes people do engage, um, comments and things like that, but those are not necessarily a great indicator of, of whether people are reading your blogs. And, Mm -hmm. um, so how do you tell, like, how can you tell if you're having any kind of impact? Is it purely down to the number of people who come to your door, um, handing you their credit card or is, is there, are there ways of telling how, what your visibility is looking like? And, and what's happening for your blogs. Yeah, um, well, I, I think that there is, you know, often a sort of diffuse 
impact where you don't know exactly um, sort of how your blog is helping your business, but you'll find that people are more people are coming to you or that more people are hearing about you and that because you have that ongoing online presence and because you are putting out valuable content on a regular basis, you're able to sort of get a bit of a foothold. And, you know, you might not get a person emailing you saying, you know, I read your blog post about XYZ and thought I should reach out to you. It's probably not going to be that direct because, again, we know people need to hear from us many times usually before they get to that point. Um, but it's just a great way for you to increase your visibility, um, put yourself out there as, a, as an expert or someone helpful in a particular field, and, and slowly over time you'll start to, to sort of grow that impact and build more relationships with folks. Nice. I also see it, it's a great validation for people like, so I've had clients who maybe haven't been, hadn't followed my blogs, but then they'd gone to my website, and then they read the blogs, and then they decided mm-hmm. they wanted to work with me. So I think it's also helpful for when people go to your site or when they're when they're lo- when they are in that position where they're looking for what you're offering, um, if they can find out more about you. Um, what, and again, they may not have been following you for six months, but they can go and read ten of your blogs and kind of go, "Oh yeah, this person will get me." I think that's valuable too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah, and it's kind of, you know, we got to keep in mind that, again, like we mentioned earlier, anyone can start a website or, you know, a blog these days or or start up a business for that matter. Um, You want to show people that you have some staying power, that you're committed to this, that you're serious about it, that you've been doing it for a little while, even if that is only six months, that you've been at it for six months and and you've been exploring these other different subjects and doing this great work. And, you know, people can exactly, like you say, kind of rewind quickly through that history and almost experience it in like, you know, in a sped up way, which is pretty amazing. Kind of catches them up to where you are. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That's like 10 touches in one go, right? It's, it's, that's great. Now, how do you talked yeah. a little bit, you mentioned guest posting earlier. Can, can you tell us what that is and, and why it's useful? For sure. So basically, this is writing a blog post or an article for another um, a media outlet or maybe a blog of another business owner, someone who reaches the same audience as you or a similar audience, and that's really, really important. And, you know, you write a guest piece piece, getting um, a bit of your story out there maybe, getting giving people a chance to get to know you, sharing some of your wisdom and advice, and ideally you will be driving some people back to your website as a result. And in some cases you can even, you know, make an offer to people at the end of the post or, or you know, maybe it's a, a, a free offer or an opportunity to engage with you further or something subtle. Um, but it's really just a way for you to speak to an entirely new segment of the market that you haven't maybe had any contact with before. Nice. That, I think that's a, a great point. And, you know, and it also stretches your writing legs, right? So it, it oh, enables yeah. you to think about their audience and how to attract them. That's perfect. Okay, so I wanted to touch on um, one of the things that uh, I talked about at the very beginning of the show and, you know, in reading Chris Brogan's story and sharing his blog post and talking about his viewpoint, which is the biggest competitive advantage is being yourself and being honest. Mm -hmm. And and, um, so here's my question. So I've had a lot of, um, and I see it a lot, the question is, um, okay, so I'm going to blog and I'm going to put my writing out there and I'm kind of, you know, Okay, I'm going to get more confident about that. However, I want to be seen as an expert. So I don't know that I want to show, share stories about me failing or being vulnerable because I'm worried that people will judge me and they'll think I'm not as much of an expert as I say. 
What's your take yeah. on that? How do you how do you work with your clients to get beyond that worry? Yeah, that's that's a totally reasonable concern. Um, here's what I'd say. I think that it can be really valuable, actually. It can really help you to show some of your vulnerabilities and quirks um, because it makes you human. It makes you three-dimensional. makes you a real person to the reader. Um, you know, we don't... You think about real life. Like, you don't necessarily want to be friends with that person who is perfect and super polished and, you know, doesn't have any flaws or weaknesses in any way. That's not someone you want to be friends with. <laughs> like, it's right. okay to show <laughs> that you're real. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is just, right. you know, it, yeah, it's going to endear your reader to you a little bit more easily. Um, it's going to make their relationship more natural and human and three-dimensional. So, so that's great. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, you want to... Uh, be professional and make sure that you don't share things that sort of diminish your credibility or your authority. Um, you know, sh- you don't want to share things that will make people less likely to hire you. So, you know, if you went through a difficult period in your business, for example, and you're considering writing about that, you know, just just be aware of the way you're framing it. Um, you know, have you really uh, gotten over those things that you're talking about? Do you feel like you're in a new spot now where you can write about it in the past tense with, like, a new confidence and authority and you can really turn what you've experienced into a valuable lesson and show that you've moved and grown past it? That could be, you know, that can be great. If you're in the middle of it, <laughs> um, maybe hold back, you know, because you don't want people to think that you're in a place where you can't be helpful to them. So I would just try to put yourself in your reader's shoes and, and ask yourself, you know, would this make me less likely to want to work with me right now? Um, I agree. And I, and I think that's for whatever, whether you're a a business coach or any kind of coach for sure. Um, And then also as an organization too, um, the overcoming story, you have to overcome, you have to have overcome, don't (laughs) share your, your, (laughs) the problems unless you've overcome them because you're not being helpful. And my rule of thumb is, is always too about if your audience feels is going to feel sorry for you, or has to look Mm -hmm. after you, then you're not on the right, Mm -hmm. you're not in the right place. Like you're not telling the right story. And like you say, we need to overcome because they want to be inspired and know that you're somebody who can hold their hand and take them to the next level. Um, so exactly. thank you for that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well now, the, the other piece too is around, um, you know, again with blogging. So would you keep it consistently? Um, so because you're talking about being human. So like, if <laughs> do we use humor one week and inspiration next week? And like, how do we keep a tone? Like, how do we create a tone for our blog that is consistent, but also um, recognizes that we have different moods or different human, you know, not even moods, so never go by mood, but different um, aspects of us. How do, you, how do you create a blog that enables you to be yourself in the very wonderful ways that you are <laughs> on a regular mm. basis without confusing people? That's such a great question. Um, well, I think that the more you write, the more I think the voice is confidence. I I keep talking about confidence, but I think, you know, often people come to me and they say, how do I find my voice? Um, You know, I I feel like I'm not, I'm not, I haven't found my voice yet. You know, like this is kind of almost a mythologized thing (laughs) that we talk about. Um, And I really think that it's just the confidence to write as you. And, you know, once you're, you start to do that, you will generate some consistency, even if, you know, the subject matter, the focus, or maybe what's going on in that moment shifts a little bit. 
um, it's still going to be your real voice coming through because you have settled into that and you're learning how to write as you speak. Uh, not exactly how you speak, but catching some of those nuances and some of that personality, right? So, yeah, I mean, again, you, you want to seem human. You don't want to seem flat and overly rehearsed or overly polished. And and it's true, you know, the more you're yourself, the more likely you will bring in, not only bring in clients, but also bring in clients who have similar personality traits and values because they're picking up what you're really about and they're saying, yes, I like that. I think we would get along. I think, you know, we, we would connect. And um, that's really amazing. You know, the, the ability to do that online is really, really incredible. Um, and not to be, you know, taken, it's something you want to make sure you take advantage of. Yeah. You know what? I think that's one of the best um, reasons for blogging that you've just hit on there, which is that um, you're going to get to the right people. And so that investment of time in blogging and in writing and sharing your stories and being um, yourself, it requires some reflection, by the way, everybody. Like, it's not about creating. Um, So as Nicole said, it's about finding who you are, partly through the writing and doing the work. But it's also about reflecting on yourself and on what you learn, what you've learned from things that have happened to you. So that's, that's major. But the piece around and going back to my original, one of my original questions was why would we invest so much time in blogging if it's not got a financial return and I think that's one of the best answers is that the the financial and uh, the return on investment is that you get the right people in front of you and you can move forward more quickly so thank you Nicole that's that's great we have some really great tips um, uh, from Nicole and uh, you know I really encourage you to get blogging and just get doing it. Um, if you haven't blogged before, I guarantee nobody's reading. And <laughs> you've got time to hone the skill. And if you already blog, take it up another level. Try it. Keep going. Like Keep pushing it. Put yourself out there. Share your stories. So, um, so thanks again. Thanks, Nicole, for taking the time to chat with me today. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So if you'd like some support, some support with your writing or blogging, you can find Nicole at um, storyfactory.ca or you can email her at storyfactory.ca. Sometimes a coach is just what we need to build our confidence and keep us on track with writing. And next week, I'm looking forward to chatting with Kathy Klotz Guest. Kathy is a marketing and content specialist who uses the principles of improv to help business folk tell better stories. We're going to focus on the concept of yes and and how it can build your help your business build a better story and a better culture. So improv plus storytelling. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Don't forget to sign up for my weekly story blast at verygoodstories.com. And you will get uh, story coaching tips, resources, and a story from me. So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks so much for joining me, Liam Picot, and Story Powered. I will see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level.